You're listening to Kayama Community Radio. Hello and welcome to Kayama Community Radio. In today's episode, Fred Hollis brings us his next instalment of Cryptic Kayama Clues. But first, let's go straight into today's interview. Perry Croshaw is speaking to young filmmaker Ryan Tremlow. Once again, we apologise, there's something strange going on with the audio in this interview, but I hope it's worth it. I didn't want to deprive you of the opportunity to hear from Ryan. It's inspiring to find such accomplishment and talent in someone so young. Hello, you're listening to Kaima Community Radio and I'm Perry Croshaw. Today I'm talking with filmmaker Ryan Twemlow. Two years ago, Ryan won the top prize in animation awards at the Australian Centre for the Moving Image in Melbourne for his short film, The Fox and the Child. Ryan was 14 when he won this award. Now, two years later, Ryan has behind him a catalogue of more than 50 films, which you can view on his YouTube channel. Ryan has a new venture now as part of his diploma in screen and media. He's making a web series called Talented Teens, which will showcase local teens who have a passion in the arts, academia or sport. So, Ryan... You've done a shout-out to 13- to 19-year-olds for this doco. How is that going for you? Uh, hi, Barry. It's going quite well. Ever since we've posted on Facebook, it's blown up. It's, it's so great to get uh, new submissions, get a variety of talents. It's going very well. Can you give us an example of maybe some of the people that you've got on board for this doco so far? One of them is an accomplished piano player called Luke Bowen. He has gotten some awards in the local area. He's a friend of mine. How old's Luke? He's 16. Oh, wow. That's yes. incredible, isn't it? Um, and uh, you were saying you've got a ballerina. Yes. He's 11 years old. His mum came to me and had to make an exception. Yeah, because you're looking for sort of 13 to 19-year-olds, yeah. but you're happy for the odd exception if they're a bit younger. Yeah, but this yeah. guy was just so talented. So you and your equally talented brother James have been homeschooled. Can you tell us a bit about what learning at home is like? Homeschooling, you finish your fundamentals early in the morning. And then you have the rest of the day to pursue what you love. So filmmaking, building, James, he's in engineering and animation. I've seen at your house you have a green screen in which you, or you used to do a lot of Lego animation back in the early days. That yes. looked like fun. Yeah, stop motion. That was, that was an awesome medium to start with animation. It was quite annoying when the puppets kept falling down. <laughs> <laughs> that led on to 3D animation, which I used Blender. It's a free open source software, which is great. And that's what you used for the fox and the child. Yeah, that was a bit easier to animate than stop motion because it didn't fall over. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a trial and error in Fox and the Child. A lot of learning in that film. But the thing about that amazes me about that film is that um, it's only four minutes in length, yet it's, it tells such a beautiful story. And the animation is simple, but you manage to convey emotion just through the shrugs or the way the fox lifts its nose. I mean, how did you learn how to do all that sort of stuff? I find that the smallest expressions can produce amazing emotions. Their faces were two stripes. <laughs> so I like showing don't tell in storytelling. Um, and I like the going home archetype. Yes, yeah, the, yeah, that was quest. lovely. And the music, was that open source music or did you create that? No, that was from YouTube Audio Library. They have great content for beginners in any field of animation or filmmaking. And you don't need a license for that. It's just free. Creative Commons, it's perfect. That was really fun to make and I 
definitely improved with the animation. I had to learn how to do walk cycles. Looking at like Google images of a walk cycle panel. But how long would it take you to actually put together a four minute animation like that? Um, so with 3D animation, the computer kind of does in-between animations. So you put key poses and then the computer also has to render every shot. So 24 frames per second, 60 seconds in a minute. It did take quite a while, many months. But you were pretty much self-taught with all that software. Yes, there's a lot of great learning resources on YouTube, especially now. But now that you're doing your diploma in screen and media, are you learning more through that course structure as well? It's definitely allowed me to spread out in different fields. To give a taste of radio, thank you uh, Triple UFM for letting me on. That was definitely a cool experience. It's also helped with my interests of journalism. I can make my projects around each assignment, which is awesome. It's been really fun so far. So that's an online course that you started before COVID? Yes, no need to go to classrooms. I do have teachers, which I can reach out to if I do need help. They've got Q&A sessions. And is that through TAFE? I know that you actually did a bit of work through a business enterprise. What was that called? Club Kidpreneur. That was when I was 11. James, I and some friends, we had a little stall at the Berry Markets and we sold plants and our friends sold bath bombs and soap. And it was a really fun experience to learn how to market yourself. So we tried the methods of like, yelling out prices and stuff like that, like trying to draw people in. But what really worked was being able to use the cute factor at our age to draw <laughs> people in. Well learned. <laughs> yes. But I think as you get older, you have to definitely change tactics. And so through that enterprise, you got to have business mentors to help you with. We went down to Sydney. We got to experience what a boardroom was like with some other talented people. So you've said that among a list of your filmmaking heroes are the Coen brothers and Wes Anderson. What is it about their films and style that interests you? What's some of your favourite films that they've made? My favourite films with Wes Anderson is Isle of Dogs, Fantastic Mr Fox. I so you gravitate towards the animation he, I think, that he's done? I think that field works so well for his style. Yeah. Wes Anderson has such a unique way of compositing framing and his works and storytelling. And then Coen Brothers, I uh, love how they tell the stories, keep you drawn in. And music. Oh, the Coen Brothers seem to work well with music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very subtle. They don't go crazy with music. I remember that film, um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, with George Clooney. Yeah. You know, that was yes. that was just completely out of the box when they released that. That was great. Yeah, that was, that was a yeah. classic. And so you think you'll go on to do more animation projects or... Have you got any scripts in development for live films? Not fictional films at the moment. Right. Uh, more non-fictional. But animation is also a field that I'm very interested in. I'm trying motion graphics oh. in, in advertising. Can which you is... explain to us what that is? So it's basically, I can get logos and make them come to life. Oh. Basically get layers, learn how to keyframe and just make them look really nice and smooth and... There's some code that you can command C, command V, where you can get, basically give it the laws of physics and it will just, it will bounce like there's gravity. It's quite awesome to use. So we're not going to lose you to Wetterworks or Peter Jackson or any of that sort of stuff too soon, are we? No. <laughs> no? We'll stick around for a while. Yeah. And, uh, so what do you plan on doing after your um, diploma in screen and media is finished? Have you got any ideas? So basically just grow my portfolio. Mm -hmm. Keep doing what I'm doing. Just do it at a larger scale. Right. 
keep spreading my wings, trying new things, keep making stories about people. You do work with your dad. Yes, um, I do. I'm, I'm, in a business. Uh, my dad's company is called GT Digital Media, yeah. and I'm an intern. What sorts of things do you do there? We cover events. Before COVID-19 hit, we did the Climate Jazz and Blues Festival. Oh, there was one down in Melbourne, in Werribee. And then we've also done, some people have pictures. They like to do it to camera. Oh, right. And some real estate shoots as well. So you're behind the camera, but you also work in the editing process. Yes, I love editing because it's quite essential. It's everything coming together mm. and editing can change your story so much in tone. It's really a creative choice in it. And so before you go out to do, say, a promotional video for a business, do you write a script? Normally they supply me with a script. Sometimes right. I give them a script. It depends on what kind of promotional video they're looking for. If they're wanting an origin story, which is a great way of advertising your business because humans love hearing stories. Yes, it's all about stories. <laughs> yeah, instead of getting the turn off. That's really fun to do. So if young people are listening to this interview and they'd like to contact you for your Talented Teens doco, how can they get in touch? So they can submit their talent at talentedteens.com.au. Um, there'll be further details on that website. That sounds fabulous. And we'll run a link to your YouTube channel at the end of this Thank you. as well so that people can have a look, especially at your beautiful uh, fox and the child. What's the other one called about the bear? Bear Essentials. That's bear what we made. Bear Essentials. I love that. And there was a toilet paper rush. Oh, Sorry. that's right. That's right. In, the, in, the, in March. So it's nice to be able to make these videos. about it. Write the scripts, but have a great sense of humour as well, yes. which you have. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's an awesome thing about that. Oh, thanks so much for talking with us, Ryan. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Bye. This podcast comes from Kiama Community Radio. This track is by Ria Mengels. It's called Water and Wine.
to end, babe Nothing left to know You are the thorn in my side Like water and wine I'll have a real good time Gonna love my life Well, like water and wine But the water bends We fly freely Oh, so easy, Lord KCR, KiamaCommunityRadio.org For the community, by the community. Hi everyone, welcome to the third episode of Cryptic Kiama Clues, the quiz show where we ask three questions about the Kiama local government area, its history, geography and people of interest. Fred Hoss here again. The questions and correct answers to the second quiz are as follows. Question 1. Who landed his 28-foot whaleboat in a sheltered bay, now known as Kiama Harbour, in December 1797? Well, the answer was George Bass. We all should know of the names Bass and Flinders, who circumnavigated Tasmania in 1798. Together with Flinders, Bass sailed more than 18,000 kilometres exploring the coastline of Australia and proved that Tasmania was an island. In 1797, a year before he did that trip, Bass, without Flinders, and in an open whaleboat with a crew of six, sailed down the east coast of Australia to Cape Howe, the farthest point of southeastern Australia. He then sailed across to almost the entrance to Port Phillip Bay, near present-day Melbourne. On this particular trip, Bass visited the Kiama area and made many notes on its botanical complexity and the amazing Kiama blowhole. He noted the volcanic geology around the blowhole and contributed much to its understanding. Unfortunately, Bass and his crew disappeared in 1803, while sailing to Chile via Tahiti. Question 2. Who said stones are like people? Some are good to work with, they fit in anywhere, but others are cranky, you've got to humour them. Leave them to one side a bit and you'll find a place for them all right. The answer is Thomas Newing. Thomas Newing, who was born in Kent in 1835, arrived in the district in 1857. He found a use for the thousands of volcanic rocks of all shapes and sizes that littered the area. He spent the next 60 years building walls for farmers. If his walls were put end to end, the wall would extend for more than 150 kilometres. If you want to see these walls, there are some beautiful examples on Saddleback Mountain Road behind Kiama. Question 3. What is the name of the local surfer memorialised at the boneyard? His name and story is on a sign at the entrance of the boneyard. The answer was Cameron Boyd. The sign says that Cameron was a regular surfer at Bombo and the Boneyard and made a significant contribution to competitive surfing on the south coast in the 1970s. Apart from being a mentor to many young surfers, he performed a number of ocean rescues and came to be known as the King of the Boneyard. And the winner of the second quiz and a place in the record books is... Robert Dyer of Jenningong. (laughs) 
Robert will receive a winner certificate beautifully crafted in an A4 landscape formatted Word document that can be easily downloaded. He can choose to frame it and display it as a permanent record of his singular achievement. Congratulations again to Robert. So now to the next three questions. Question one. What do these three things have in common? Kiama, Marilyn Monroe, and Some Like It Hot. Question two. In the language of the local Tharawal Aboriginal people, what does Jambrew mean? And finally, question three. Where could you once buy an Austin or a Leyland car in Kiama? A clue is on the outside of this building, which is currently being renovated in Manning Street. So your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to answer those three questions. If you know the answers, you should email kcradiocontent at gmail.com. Remember to leave your name and suburb or town so we can give a shout out to you and send you a certificate recording your achievement. There's no prize at this stage, just glory for you. See you next time, and remember, as Ferris Bueller would say, you can never go too far. You've been listening to Kayama Community Radio.